the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. We are live today. We are here in the studio. And I'm curious, how has the flight outage particularly Southwest, maybe some other airlines. Uh, how's that affected you? Did it affect your Christmas weekend? It affected mine. You can join the conversation at any time. Give me a call right now, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I hope that you had a good uh, Christmas weekend. And uh, if you got any crazy stories, I'll tell you mine. And I uh, would love to hear yours if you just kind of want to get it out there. It's crazy out there if you've had to travel and particularly if you were on Southwest Airlines you know uh, normally we don't mention who it is but everybody's uh, figured out um, what's going on there my Southwest app right now says that Southwest is using irregular operations that's what it says irregular operations and the reason I'm looking it's not for me but it's for my my parents who are scheduled to fly out they live in Phoenix and they're scheduled to fly out on Friday and right now we don't know we don't know if they're going to fly out. In fact, uh, the interesting thing is the only plane that actually took off from uh, the airport today on on Southwest was my the same flight my parents would be on Friday. So we're we're optimistic. But uh, for many of you, this was a crazy uh, crazy weekend, and maybe one that is disappointing. Maybe it changed Christmas. Uh, maybe it uh, maybe you didn't get to see your family. And I know that's something that we should be thinking about for each other and all these people who are are stranded out there. Here is a uh, report from NBC News this morning. It is a nightmare for a lot of travelers. Some folks I spoke with said they've been camped out, sleeping on the airport floor since late last night, and they're just waiting to see if their flight is going to take off. A lot of them, of course, delayed. Only a select few are on time this morning. And Southwest says that they're doing whatever they can, so they're trying to take care of hotel costs or other airline ticket costs. I spoke with someone who says they talked with Southwest, and they were only willing to cover half of their hotel stay, so that just wasn't good enough for her. She was with a larger family. It is quite a disaster for a great number of people out there. And, you know, I think coming out of COVID for a lot of people, the hardest part is that this might have been the first Christmas that you got to see your family in uh, two or three years because of the COVID and everything else that's going on. Southwest cited operational challenges after days of severe winter weather across the country. The airline says they plan to fly one-third of its scheduled flights over the next several days, according to the airline. And on its website, it says flights departing out of major SoCal airports, like the ones we listed, are, quote, unavailable through December 31st as they work to, quote, reposition flight crews. Have you seen all, I don't know if you've seen pictures or maybe you've been to the airports, but the baggage claim areas at all the Southern California airports, wherever Southwest flies, are loaded with bags. Now, I had to go there. I'll tell my story in a minute. I had to go there yesterday and I was there for a couple hours. We got uh, some good news, but you couldn't walk in the baggage claim area because it's just loaded with bags. You know, hills and hills and piles of bags and they almost all look the same. 
you know, people come up and they're trying to find their bags and they describe, describe your bag. Well, it's black and, uh, you know, it's a regular uh, bag like you would check. It's got zippers and uh, it's got a pocket on the outside <laughs> and everything looks the same except this one lady who walked up and uh, she said, my bag is Barbie doll pink. And every single person in that airport knew exactly where it was. We'd already seen it. It was just shining like a light off, way off in the corner. But there it was. She got her luggage and was in and out very, very quickly. And uh, it's it's kind of a nightmare out there. Uh, this is one passenger. Here's what he had to say. It's been pretty tough. Uh, Southwest was a mess. Um, flight was canceled day before Christmas. Uh, we've been in limbo for three days. And um, and that was after waiting in line to be told that we would be in limbo for three days. Uh, we waited in line for like six hours or something like that in the San Diego airport. It was crazy. It is a crazy time out there. So what do you think? Are, are you affected by this? Did it change your, your Christmas, your weekend? The number is 888-528-2557. If you'd like to join the conversation, 888 528 Two five five seven. I am Scott Furrow. We are live today, so you can give me a call, 888-528-2557. So my parents were due to fly in on Friday, Friday evening, and uh, I'd scheduled it that way so that I could pick them up right after, right after work at the uh, Bob Hope Burbank Airport uh, in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, I, uh, I got there kind of early um, for, for them, and their flight was delayed. And, I, okay, flight delayed, not really too worried about it. And me being that I am typically a Christmas Eve shopper, it actually was very convenient for me because I had a lot of shopping to do, and I thought, hey, it's the 23rd, and I might get my shopping done early this year. That was the idea. So um, while I'm waiting for my parents um, to, to arrive just two hours late is what it was looking like. Ah, I did some shopping and, uh, looked around. I got a few, uh, some cool stuff for the kids and uh, a couple of books, got it done. Actually, uh, it was turned out to be a good thing. Now my parents, and I don't want to embarrass them. They're probably listening, but, uh, you know, they're in their eighties and they've got, uh, you know, issues that 80 year old people have. And, uh, we've got to this point, they're in Phoenix. And if you've never been to the Phoenix airport before, it's, it's huge. Um, I, th- it feels bigger than LAX. It's, I don't think it actually is, but it feels bigger than LAX. Um, and you never know. You know, if you if you have to change terminals in Phoenix, uh, it's a little easier than LAX. You don't have to actually leave, you know, the terminal and go through security again, which is ridiculous. Whole other story, LAX, right? But Phoenix, the trouble is, is you might be in one terminal for your flight, then it gets changed to another terminal, and that terminal is in Tucson. It's a long walk. You just got to go forever to get out there to that terminal. And uh, so, you know, we order some wheelchairs for them and pop them in there. Then they can be scooted all around that airport as much as they want to. Well, my parents also, I don't know, I should ask them, you're probably, you know, what time you got there. My parents tend to get to the airport rather early anyway. So they had a 5.30 flight, 5.30 Phoenix time. It's uh, 4.30 our time. They were there at least two hours early. They got there. They got everything, bags checked and all of that. And then they had to wait and wait. And, you know, two-hour wait, no big deal. But I kept checking the app, and I I had purchased the ticket. So I was initially, I was getting the emails or the, the text messages about flights being late. Do you ever get those? It's just, you know, irritating. Unless you're late to the airport, then it's fantastic. And the 8 o'clock arrival time suddenly moved to 8.30, and then it moved to 9 o'clock. And then I talked to my parents. They're still doing okay. And what they said is that they're waiting for a flight crew. 
And that is the heart of what this problem ultimately is. It's not that the plane can't, the plane was there. The plane was physically there, but there was no crew, nobody to fly it. And uh, so they were waiting for some flight crew to show up from Denver. And at this point, we thought they would probably just be uh, you know, arriving late. This also was good for me because I actually did have a lot of shopping. So I needed more than two hours to uh, finish what I was doing. Well, I kept watching this app and the flight delay suddenly was moving a forward like 10 minutes, 7 minutes, 3 minutes, 10 minutes, and this weird delay for a long time. Finally, around 1130, you know, I'm in Burbank, just by this time I've been kicked out of the malls. And uh, I'm just driving around Burbank area waiting to uh, head to the airport. And I get a call from my mom who is now on the plane. And now they have been sitting on the plane now with everybody else for hours. So they boarded the plane. Everybody got on the plane. But there's no pilot. And they're just waiting. And my mom said, I don't know if we're really going to make it tonight. And I thought, okay. So now I start thinking. And I'm thinking, maybe I need to drive to Phoenix to get them because my kids are going to be disappointed that grandma and grandpa don't get to come out. I think that we had to cancel their trip last year because I, last year my dad got the COVID around Christmas time. So that canceled the trip. I think we actually went out to Phoenix after Christmas, like for New Year's the year before, even though it was 2020. You know, we snuck across the border. And, and uh, you know, when you go into, uh, remember, remember when the COVID was going in California, we're all hunkered down and wearing the mask and you're not allowed to leave the house. And then suddenly you cross the border in Arizona and uh, it's like a whole new country. No one's wearing masks. It's just, a, you know, almost normal life in uh, 2020, December. And I remember that trip being just you know, I'd heard about it because my mother had said things to me like, you need to move to Arizona. We're a free state in Arizona. And uh, she was right. They, it was a completely different experience. So we, we did make it out there that year. But we haven't had a Christmas day with my parents for a long time, being that my dad and I are both pastors, which makes us busy on Christmas Eve every year. And then it's just harder to get there and do that on Christmas Day. So we haven't had a Christmas Day together. I can't even tell you for years. This is the first time since I think my kids were babies um, that my parents have been around for Christmas Day, actually. And uh, we worked that out uh, this year to make that happen, only to be thwarted by what's going on with Southwest Airlines. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. We are live today. Good to be with you on this fine day. Hey, are you affected by these uh, flight outages? Did it change your weekend? Did you do anything drastic to try to um, to try to win out over, um, you know, to try to win when your flights got canceled or your relative's flight got canceled? What happened uh, this weekend? So anyway, my parents are delayed. I'm in Burbank. It's about 1130, 12 o'clock. About 1230, I'm, I'm talking with my wife about whether or not I had decided, well, I'm driving out there to uh, Phoenix. And I was trying to decide, do I drive out there in the middle of the night? I'm pretty tired. I could get a hotel, Palm Springs or somewhere, and just shave off a couple of hours. And I was looking it up, and it was possible. And uh, then I get a call from a guy from the airport in Phoenix. And he's one of the guys who, who is a customer service rep who pushes people around in the wheelchairs. And uh, he's just calling from his own phone because by now my parents' batteries have died on their phone. They've now been at the airport for nine hours. And they, were, they didn't cancel that flight until uh, 11.30 or 12 um, at night. And the crazy thing is I guess a pilot got on in time. And at some point they thought they were going to go. But then the pilot had been extended by more, they said, five minutes. He was five minutes over whatever the FAA 
restriction is for how long you can be uh, working in one day. He was five minutes over. Now, this bugged a lot of people in the front of that plane, apparently, because the pilot was on time, but they didn't take off. They didn't push back from the gate, and uh, apparently he was playing video games in the uh, cockpit for a while. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, so there's a controversy with that. But, I, you know, he probably had family and places to go to, and he's like, do I really want to fly out of here? If I fly to L.A., I'm not coming back. Is He might have been thinking that. And uh, suddenly, uh, five minutes overdue, that was it, canceled the flight. So they get off the plane. I'm getting the call from this guy who's saying, I need you to help me get your parents home. And they're right. I might, you know, it's 8.30. What are my parents going to do? Um, so I got an Uber for them, which I discovered you can do that from your phone. So I was in a, you know, I parked in a park somewhere in L.A., locked the doors, and uh, I um, got an Uber, got them home. And then I decided to go home, got a couple hours sleep. And then on Christmas Eve, it was not the plan. I drove to Phoenix. And I learned that I can get to Phoenix if there's no traffic and if I don't stop for any reason. It was a nonstop, L.A. to Phoenix. I got there in a little over five hours. Now, if you're doing the math, I really wasn't driving that fast. You know, the speed limit is higher in Arizona also than it is out here. And, uh, you know, there's probably a couple of moments where, you know, it went a little faster. Past a friend of mine likes to say that the last part of the Christian to get saved is the right foot. But uh, it wasn't that bad. I didn't go like crazy. But I did get out there really quickly. I was surprised. And I got out there, but, you know, shortly after I left, I got a text from the airline saying that my parents have been rebooked on the exact same flight Christmas Eve. And now I have a dilemma. Do I let them just take that flight and hope it goes through um, and not drive out to Phoenix? I decided to drive out anyway, and that was good because that flight got canceled. And they did the same thing to those people because I I tracked it on my phone later that night. They let those people stay on that plane, board the plane, and think their flight might make it until about 1130 at night, and then they canceled it. And uh, that's a huge bummer. And if you're, if you're missing out on your family and stuff um, this Christmas, I'm, you know, I feel so bad about that. And so many people spending Christmas. Christmas matters, you know. It's a, it's a holiday about being with people. It's about Jesus being with us. And I think part of the reason it's such a special holiday, part of the reason it matters so much, part of the reason it's so hard if we've had, you know, loved ones pass away or we just can't be with our loved ones for one reason or another is because it's a holiday where we're meant to be with each other. And so I know that there's so many people who are who are kind of hurting here. Anyway, I got all the way out there, I picked up my parents and drove all the way back. We were took a little longer to get back and uh, we missed the Christmas Eve services and stuff, which was a huge bummer. Uh, but we made it and, uh, we got grandma and grandpa here for Christmas. And that was, uh, that was our story with that. Of course, we didn't have their bags. And that was the other crazy thing is that the airport said, uh, when they kicked them off the plane, they said, you need to go down and pick up your, your checked bags. Well, by the time they got down there, there's no checked bags and they're waiting and waiting. And finally, somebody said, your bags aren't, aren't going to be here. In fact, your bags are probably, uh, in Burbank. And uh, we don't know when they're coming back. That's what they were told. And uh, so they they came out to my house with almost nothing, you know, uh, because everything they packed, they it was in their bags. We got them out. We had a pretty good Christmas and did all of that with the kids. And then on Monday, I drove my mother back to the airport in Burbank, and we waited in a very long line to find the luggage. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, and we're talking about the Southwest Delays And uh, I'm wondering if that affected you or did you do anything drastic like having a drive? 
Um, a friend of mine, I need to find out if they're going to do it. They were talking about driving from San Diego to Washington State to pick up parents, and I think they're going to do it. 18 hours, they were doing the math because of this. Another person, I was reading their story, and they drove all the way from L.A. to Denver, um, and uh, they said they had to do it wearing flip-flops because their bags had already been taken and they didn't have any of that, and they're probably going to be pretty cold. So they were doing that. You know, there's you go the extra mile at Christmas if you if you can. 888-528-2557 is the number. So we get in line, my mom and I, at the Burbank Airport, and uh, which we're grateful that we could be at this airport because uh, it's smaller, right? If we were at LAX, we'd still be in line. If we were in San Diego, uh, still in line. If you're in San Diego, have you seen that? I've been seeing all these pictures on the news of Terminal 1 in San Diego. You can't walk in there. It's just all bags. Which raises this question, why, if nobody can get on the planes, how did all the bags get there? Like, the bags are all over the place out here. I know that sometimes if you're really early, they'll put it on another plane, or if you're delayed, they might put your bag on another plane. But it seems like none of the planes were moving, and yet the bags arrived, the passengers didn't. There are so many bags out there. Anyway, we get in this long line, and the line is, there's no you know, markers for where the line is supposed to be. So everybody in line is like trying to shove the the bag. Your people are coming to just look to see if they can find their bags. And then they kind of try to sneak in this line. And they're like, no, not going to not gonna get in the line. Actually, people were pretty nice. But we all did a pretty good job just sort of blocking people from getting in the line. And uh, we waited a long time. I went through with uh, an officer and looked for the bags. I didn't find them. There were some flight attendants in there who have no experience in baggage claim, but they had nowhere to go, and they were they were trying to be helpful. And I have to say that in spite of the frustration, in spite of the fact uh, that everybody's disappointed, they're hot. It was a hot day. You know, Burbank stuff is outside, so people, you know, big part of the line is actually outside in the heat. And um, if you're listening on the uh, the the East Coast, uh, yeah, it was it was hot here. And uh, sorry to complain about it. It's going to rain today here. It might get down to like 60 degrees. Uh, anyway, so we were doing that. And the good news for us is that our bags were here and it took a long time. They were not on the floor. They were actually in some back room somewhere on a cart and some Southwest employee gleefully found them. And, uh, he was great. Cause I think, you know, you have so much disappointment and if you're working in that job and suddenly you actually do find somebody's bags, um, you are you are very excited about that, and he was he was really great. And I have to do I do have to say that every employee from Southwest that we interacted with, they were great, and most of the passengers actually considering everything, they were really great, and I think that was you know kind of um, uh, inspiring uh, that uh, you know in all the the negativity that we seem to have so much of these days, um, it was nice to be around a whole bunch of people in a situation that is very disappointing and that should not be there, a situation that should not be happening. And yet people were very nice. People were very, very kind. You're listening to Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. And uh, somebody sent me a message here. It says, I'm 62. I don't trust the Ubers or taxis and don't know people and let's see, don't know if people with COVID have been in them. And I don't know if the driver disinfects after each customer. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Can I uh, share something with you? Uh, the driver definitely d- does not disinfect after each customer. 
And you should just kind of assume that. And, yeah, everybody in that thing all day has had the COVID. But everybody that you're interacting with probably has the COVID. Uh, so, um, yeah, you, it's it's one of those things. I think, do you still have to wear a mask in uh, California on the, uh, if you got an Uber or a Lyft? One of those, or maybe a, a taxi, people still do that. Um, the last time I was in one, you are supposed to wear a mask. I think that that still might be the rule, at least in some parts of uh, California. Certainly not in Arizona. They got rid of that a long time ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, your concern about that is that probably, uh, yep, people with uh, right now the COVID and all the other stuff, they're in there. And uh, some drivers, if you're an Uber driver, maybe you disinfect after each passenger, but uh, I doubt it. And I've been in some of them that uh, you haven't disinfected for a long time. I'm just saying a very, very long time. Uh, nor have you showered in, in a long time. <clears throat> I still gave you a tip. Anyway, the good news for us is we found the bag. So we, my, the bags made it on some plane to Los Angeles, but the parents did not. I had to pick them up. And by the way, my parents were rescheduled again for Monday, for yesterday, and that flight also got canceled. So they, if I didn't go pick them up, they still would be in Phoenix. They would still be there. And uh, they leave Friday. I don't know. We'll have to see uh, if that happens. Do you have any experiences with this? Let, let, us, let us know. Tell us what your experience was this Christmas. 888-528-2557. Also, you can share uh, what was the best part of Christmas this year? Did you get a gift that you've always wanted? Was there a particular gift or a particular event or visit that was very meaningful? Share your Christmas story here on Southern California Live. 888-528-2557. You can call now. And you can send me an email, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I know if you're, if you're working today or maybe you're still on vacation, you still might be at the airport looking for your luggage. Maybe uh, all of this is just to protect your luggage from uh, White House employees who are stealing luggage. That's possible, right, that uh, there's just some kind of crisis with that. Anyway, when we come back, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this and Christmas. And what was your favorite gift? What was the most meaningful gift that you got? 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. I'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. The other problem is the fact that Southwest has old technology when it comes to communications, mm-hmm. and that's just not just with customers, it's with their own flight crews. Flight attendants unable to get through the airline to find out where they were supposed to be. Same thing with pilots. Because remember, if you take a plane and you take it out of sequence, the crew is out of sequence as well. You've got to reschedule them as well. And they weren't able to do it. And it just became an exponential nightmare. And by the way, every time an airline shuts down for 24 hours, it takes them 72 hours to get back, which may explain while they're telling people maybe the 30th, maybe the 31st. One additional problem that uh, people don't understand uh, all the time is that Southwest Airlines doesn't have any interline agreements with other mainline carriers. So they can't endorse your ticket over to another airline's flight like some other airlines can do. So you're either flying on Southwest or you're getting rid of your ticket and buying a new ticket on another airline, assuming that their planes aren't full, which, of course, they are. That was travel expert Peter Greenberg explaining why the Southwest Airlines are having such a big, huge problem. It's just a mess, right? Is that as soon as one thing goes wrong, it just has this domino effect all over the the country. And I went on uh, Reddit. Reddit is one of those uh, websites where people post, you know, uh, it's like a bulletin board, if you remember what that is. And people can post on different subjects. And there are people who are employees 
flight attendants and pilots who are posting on there to try to give you an idea of what really is happening. And that's pretty much what they're saying is that they have very old technology that is used for scheduling the flight crews. And so what's happening is that the technology assumes that the flight crew has made the flight. And it assumes that that flight crew is available for whatever their next flight would have been. And so it's not rescheduling other people because the flight that you were on that was going to get canceled, the flight that my parents were on this weekend, the the plane that they were on that didn't have a flight crew, it's because the computer said the flight crew should be there and they were not. And that is happening all over the country. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And uh, this is our first uh, live show after Christmas. So I'm wondering, how was your Christmas weekend? Did it go well? Did you have any special things happen? Anything out of the ordinary that went on? Maybe uh, like me, I had to drive to Phoenix to get my parents Did back and forth in one day. And uh, that's a long drive. It's not that bad, but, you know, I mean, some of you did more. I was saying that a friend of mine went to... to um, Denver, another one going to Washington State. There are longer drives out there. I wonder what the limit is. Like, where is it where you just go, no, nah, we just can't go that far? It's probably about Denver, right? It's about halfway through the across the country that you're going to go do it and try to do that and get back in a day or two. And it's dangerous out there, pretty scary uh, out there. Well, what uh, if you had a special gift or a special thing that happened, uh, what was your favorite gift, your favorite moment this Christmas? You can give me a call, 888-528-2557. You might be still at the airport just hanging out and uh, looking for your, your bags. You know, another thing that I thought of with all of this is that sometimes, you know, there's a lot of things that can disappoint us. There's a couple of lessons to be learned here. There's a lot of lessons about your bag. You know, get the big pink bag so you can see it. Uh, and not get confused with everybody else's bag. Don't pack your phone charger or your medications or things like that in your checked bag. That should go in a carry-on. You know That should go without saying, but it doesn't. And I'm going online and I see all of this stuff where people are upset because their medications or their, you know, their electronics or other stuff is in the checked bag. Uh, don't do that. It, it took me a long time to learn it, but if you can just shove everything into a, uh, a bag and take it on the plane, that is best, uh, definitely the best way uh, to go. And uh, if you can do that, and I've learned actually that uh, in a lot of flights now, they'll you take your 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 carry on bag with you, and they'll check it for you at the gate. Like if you just don't want to have it, but you want to make sure it gets on your plane, they will check it for you at the gate. And they'll put it right below your plane. It'll be on your plane, not some other plane. And sometimes they'll even give it to you again at the gate. And that works out pretty well if you don't want to worry about the overhead storage on a flight. So you can learn all kinds of lessons on this program. You know, what I was thinking, too, though, is that we learn a lot of lessons with all of this. And we take a look at Southwest. The entire company is breaking down probably because of old technology, old software that People just don't get around to upgrading it, right? And on the, uh, you know, the discount airlines, you're you get what you pay for, and uh, and there you go. Are you ever disappointed in your life? One of the great things that we have is that we don't have to be disappointed in Christ. We will never be disappointed in Christ. Jesus will not be late. He will always be on time. He may not be on your time, 
But, you know, even if you found yourself delayed or your Christmas time didn't work out because of these problems or weather or other things going on, you know, maybe there is a good reason. Maybe there's something that God wants you to do, and that's why he kept you home. Maybe you will find out what that is. Maybe you won't. But maybe there is something relationally that you needed to do. That's why you missed your flight. That's why it was canceled. That's why, you know, you can take a look at everything. But Jesus told us this, John 14, 1 through 3. He said, do not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. And I thought about this and I thought, you know, you might have missed your flight or your friends might have missed your flight. You missed your trip. You're not going to miss the timing of being with Jesus. And you're not going to go somewhere and it's not going to be sold out. You're not going to arrive in uh, with the Lord one day and he's going to say there's no room at the inn. You are going to arrive and exactly what has been prepared for you will be prepared for you. you know, and right before Jesus says this, right before he says, my father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And there's a lot of uh, theology and understanding of this this verse and Jewish customs of the, the groom going away and preparing a place for the bride and a whole lot of stuff that people in that day would have would have immediately understood. And he begins, though, by saying, you believe in God, believe also in me. And maybe something to do at this Christmas time, this New Year's time, is to really ask yourself, what do you believe? Do you really believe in Jesus? And not just believe in him. I think that sometimes we we don't know what that means so much. You know, I believe in, it means that you trust him. Okay. Do you trust Jesus? Another way of putting it is, do you believe Jesus? You know, we should believe in Jesus. We should believe that his his life was uh, lived perfectly and that we get credit for his righteousness if we believe that his death on the cross satisfied everything that was needed for our salvation. His resurrection shows us he had victory over death. Jesus is telling us this, and Jesus is saying to you, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Do you actually believe Jesus? I don't mean just believe in Jesus. All right, you're saved. You're a Christian. You know, if you believe in Jesus, you're going to go to heaven. But do you believe this? I think a lot of Christians struggle with believing Jesus sometimes. Now, I don't mean believing in Jesus, that we can put our, our faith in him and it's up to him, you know, as far as what's true about our heart and what we believe. But Sometimes I think we struggle to believe Jesus. Somehow we accept, okay, you died on the cross for my sins, and uh, I didn't deserve that, but that's what grace is, and we learn the doctrine of grace, and we learn those kinds of things. But then I wonder, do we still have another doubt? Like, we're not doubting Jesus for salvation, but do we doubt that he means what he says? Like, do you doubt that Jesus is preparing a place for you? Or do you say in the back of your mind, well, he wouldn't be preparing a place for me? Or when I get there, you know, I'm going to live in the, you know, in the alley, you know, back there, you know, the the road won't be made of gold. It'll be made of copper or something, you know. Uh, do you put yourself down that way? Do you feel like 
your salvation is somehow cheaper than somebody else's. You know, Jesus, I think he knew that people would, would think that way. I know a lot of people who think that way, who think somehow that the that everything doesn't apply to them because somehow they're not good enough. Like there's a there's a step where they realize, okay, I don't earn my own salvation. Jesus does it. It's grace. It's unmerited favor. That's the distinction of Christianity, that we don't earn our salvation by being good or by following some rules or or having some religious things that we've accomplished. Jesus accomplishes everything for our salvation. We just need to trust him to believe that he did that for you. But then there's another step, and it's believing that the other things Jesus said, like, I am always with you, like, don't let your hearts be troubled, or blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord whose confidence is him, which means happy, by the way. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. If you want to join the conversation, the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Do you believe Jesus? Here's something else that is said in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fair, fails to bear fruit. This is Jeremiah, Old Testament. Do you believe the Lord? Do you believe that this is true? But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Blessed means happy. Are you a happy person? Happy is the one who trusts in the Lord. See, this is the person who believes God. Not just, and it's so important to believe that he has saved you through Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the Messiah, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. But do you see the distinction is that there is still a call to actually trust all the rest of the things that he has to say. And if you do that, you're not going to be disappointed even if your Christmas plans got messed up. You'll be sad. You'll be disappointed in that, you know, that time. But you'll recognize that the Lord is still with you, that the promises of God, the person who you are in him, has not changed just because circumstances don't go the way you want. And you become a person who will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. If you're looking around Southern California, we've had so much rain. The hills are green now. I love it. You don't, we haven't seen that as much, but we're getting a lot more rain now, and we see a lot of green, but it's not always green. But the one who trusts in the Lord, your leaves are always green. You take the bad situations that happen, and you realize, okay, the Lord is still with me, and I'm going to follow the Lord with this. I think it's interesting that it says it has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. That's the Lord. I got to take a break. We are talking about uh, your Christmas plans and did they change because of the airlines and or other things that went on? Did you have some heroic story of rescuing somebody from the airport or driving to another place to pick up loved ones? Maybe you just want to share something great that happened at Christmas. What was your best gift? You can give me a call, 888-528-2557. When we come back, uh, we'll share more about that, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. This, and I'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. 
Hope that you're having a great day. It's almost New Year's, and I wanted to let you know that there is still time to finish your Bible reading plan for 2022 that you probably stopped somewhere in Leviticus. So if you just start tonight and you read Leviticus through Jeremiah, then on Wednesday, tomorrow, you can read uh, Lamentations through Habakkuk. On Thursday, Zephaniah through 1 Corinthians. On Friday, 2 Corinthians through Titus. And Saturday, Philemon through Revelation. If you just do that, uh, you'll, you'll meet your goal for 2022. And uh, so I would, I would definitely do that. Then you can start all over again in uh, January. You can figure out, you know, where, where should I start uh, when I uh, start, uh, you know, how many pages should I read today? What you got to do is don't give up. That's the, you know, that's, I'm joking about Leviticus, but I'm not, or am I? That's where a lot of people, they just bail. Uh, you got to go through it. You know, just, just read it. You can go back later and study it. But if you, if you get through the hard parts, in fact, I'll give you something to think about for the new year. It's, uh, there used to be somewhere there's a curriculum out there. We used to do it as a church a couple of times. It was called the Bible in 90 days. So you've probably got, you know, you're reading stuff as a Bible in a year. You got a one-year Bible. They make a two-year Bible. I've seen a three-year Bible before. Uh, that's okay. That's one way to do it. But there's the Bible in 90 days. And there, you know, if you have a Bible app or something, just have a Bible thing and just read Genesis through Revelation, just read it straight through 90 days. And the great thing about doing that is that when you read the Bible in 90 days and you read through it that quickly, what happens is, is the hard parts, you just have to blow through them. Even if you don't understand it, you're going to have some trouble in, in, uh, you know, Leviticus numbers, and then it'll pick up a little bit in Deuteronomy, then some great stories for a while. You know, you're going to really struggle through Ezekiel and, you know, a couple of places. But when you make it to the New Testament and you're reading it that fast, even though you don't get a lot of it, you start to see something amazing. All of a sudden, you start to recognize how many Scripture verses Jesus is quoting, how many different things, and because you, you just read it. You know, oh, Jesus is quoting Isaiah, and you know that because you just read it two weeks ago. And when you read through the Bible all the way through quickly, I know a guy who did it in 45 days. He was one of those guys who sits in the back of a truck working at Goodwill. And uh, he did it in, I think, 43 days or 45 days, something like that. That's the record as far as I know. And, you know, it's life-changing. And then you go back and you can you do it again. You can go back and study those parts that you you struggled with. You can go back and, uh, you know, maybe there's parts that you didn't really like or, you know, you sort of disagreed with. Okay, go back and wrestle with the Lord on those things then. You know, you can do that. But if you're, if you're thinking of, hey, it's New Year's and I'm going to do a uh, Bible reading plan, think about doing it faster, not slower. 90 days is, it's an hour a day. That's it. It's one hour a day. I'll bet there's something on TV that you really don't need to watch for an hour a day. Uh, and if you do it for an hour a day, you will be done in three months. At the end of March, you will be done. You'll be done with the whole Bible. Most people, including most Christians, cannot say that they've, you know, truthfully, that they've read the whole Bible. Most Christians have not read most of the Bible, studies say. Most Christians have hardly read any of it, studies say. Imagine in just a couple of months here, you could have had the whole thing read. And I'm telling you, the people who actually do it changes their life you will be a completely different person by springtime if you do that. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host, 888-528-2557. Joanne in uh, Placerville, welcome to Southern California Live. 
Hi, do you know where Placerville is? Um, I used to know where that is, but I, I'm blanking on it. Where are you? <laughs> well, it's a town that is, uh, its original name was Old Hangtown, and it's within about five miles of the original um, uh, gold find when they first discovered gold in California. Oh, okay. It's, it's about um, 50, 60 miles from Lake Tahoe and about 50 miles, 60 miles from Sacramento. All right, all right. I'm kind of remembering that now, where that is. Well, thanks for calling in uh, Southern California Live. How was your Christmas? It was very, very sweet, very nice. I used to live in San Diego, Mm. but I still listen to um, KPRZ all the time. Well, we're glad that you do. Pretty often. I hear you pretty often. Yeah. I uh, took somebody to the airport uh, on south to go on southwest to uh, from Sacramento to um, I think Ventura, Long Beach area, and she was supposed to come back today. And she called us last night or texted us last night to say that everything had been canceled and um, she, <laughs> you know, that she couldn't get a plane until Saturday. Wow! So uh, she texted that she's going to try to get a rental car and drive. And um, she was even on hold for that and waiting for a call. And now uh, uh, about 12 o'clock, she showed us a picture because it's raining up here and that she was starting the drive. And we're, you know, when she gets to Sacramento, we'll go pick her up. Oh, all was, right. You know, for her, at least she got to spend time with her family. Yeah. But it was quite different because she was uh, expecting to go back to work. And so she she'll have some unexpected days off. <laughs> <laughs> she will, and a and a good drive there. At least she got a rental car. I've yeah. been reading where they they're selling out of rental cars. Oh yeah, she just couldn't get one last night, and she had to wait till twelve o'clock today to get one. Yeah, I think she felt very fortunate to get one. Yeah, well, so, well, I'm anyway, glad. I just thought I'd tell you that you know somebody else, somebody else's Christmas was. Um, mixed up, but not nearly as much as yours <laughs> and other people's. <laughs> well, and then other people's, like ours worked out. I was able to get my parents, but uh, it's uh, there's people who've been at LAX for three days. They're just on the floor uh, over yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I should think about and what airport I would like to spend people. Christmas in. <laughs> yeah, but especially with people um, wanting so much to be able to finally get together after the COVID thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, That's it's a really... That's a big deal. Well, anyway, Joanne, thanks for calling and for listening. Listen. And uh, tell your friends, show them the app that you can listen to online. You can listen anywhere in the world. Yes. All right. Thanks, Joanne. Have a great uh, new year. Thanks for calling Southern California Live. 888-528-2557. Ted, Los Angeles, City of Angels. How you doing, Ted? Hey, Amen. Ted, City of the Angels. How are you, uh, Scott? I'm all right. How was your Amen. Christmas? I- uh, well, I mean, you know, I don't always understand it, but I know you know what you're doing when I talk to God. So he always shows me in the end. It's it's never easy. He said it wouldn't be easy. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, it's a slow time of the year as a contractor. And, you know, I called up uh, two of my, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they talk trash about, you know, Jewish people. I called up two of my Jewish clients and they're good stewards of their money. They're good teachers. And I got two jobs today because I call. And they always come through during the slow time of the year, and the rest of the people are not hiring. So it's such a blessing to have those people in my life, and they teach me. And and I talk about, you know, what I've learned. Like a lot of my Jewish friends, they didn't know that the only time uh, 
Hanukkah's mentioned is in the New Testament when Jesus uh, celebrated Hanukkah. And they're like, really? And I go, they, yeah. I go, of course, they explain everything that, you know, about Hanukkah in the Old Testament and all their studies. But it's just an opportunity. You know, learning from each other is the next best thing to have a mother. I mean, yeah. I just. I, yeah. I think that uh, learning from each other, and you know, and in particular, we were talking a minute ago uh, about reading through the the Bible, right? The whole Bible, and you know, uh-huh. for Christians especially, you know, I think that uh, we like to think that we we know what's what's going on with our our uh, Jewish friends, but we don't. Often, we're very ignorant, and uh, mm-hmm. so it's good to uh, to get to know people. Ted, I hope that you have a a good New Year, and uh, we'll Amen. talk we'll talk with you soon. Thanks for calling Southern California Amen. Live. Amen. Hey, you know, it is something that is so important to take the time, especially if it's slower. I know that it's slower this time of year uh, for so many of us, and uh, that's just how it is. And I hope that it's slow for you. Uh, I don't mean in a business sense, you know, I hope that your business is doing well, and maybe, uh, you know, that's important for it not to be slow. But I hope it's a time for us to think. I think with the new year is coming up and we think about resolutions that we might make that uh, we can really take that time to spend some time and think. In fact, on my drive out to Arizona, earlier in the show, I was talking about how I drove to Arizona to pick up my parents because their flights were canceled. It was an interesting thing because usually I got the radio playing and I'm listening to an audio book or I've got, you know, some kind of music. I didn't turn on the radio the entire trip until almost the time I got there, like the whole uh, five-hour drive out there. Uh, we already discussed how I got there in five hours. It was It was probably not too simple. And uh, I think it's because I needed time to think, to just sit and think. And that is such an important thing to do. Maybe as you're thinking about New Year's resolutions and maybe what you want to do in the new year, maybe you don't make resolutions necessarily, but you're you're trying to think of it. Uh, you know what? Just take some time to think. Get yourself a place to go sit for a couple hours and just think and think, what, is, what do I need to do this year? What does God want me to do in my life? All right, next hour, we're going to uh, talk about uh, some of the things going on in the country and some of the news going on. Supreme Court just made a, a significant decision related to Title 42, so we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. And uh, I got a, a note from Kevin here who um, is enjoying the idea of Christmas at LAX. And I was just thinking, what uh, if you have to spend the spend Christmas time in an airport, which, uh, which airport would you like to be in? Uh, I'm not really sure LAX is on the list for that. For for just about anything, you know, I want to be in a, I want to be in a, uh, an, you know, an airport with a train, you know, something I can ride around, you know, Dallas Fort Worth or something, some kind of Christmas fun. You can do, you can. What's that Christmas story with the train? Oh, I forget what it is. You know, with the little bell and everything. You could like put on your own Christmas show on the airport train. That's what I would like to do. Maybe I'll plan that for next year. I got, I'll take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.